213 Media. This is absolutely horrifying. Welcome to Absolutely Horrifying. I'm Benji, and I'm here with Megan and her brother. (laughs) Dennis! Dennis is wanting to make an appearance. I've already stabbed my cats twice because they kept jumping up. (laughs) Gotta go, dude. (laughs) He's not even allowed on the table. So welcome back, Megan. Thank you for having me again. How was your Christmas? Um, I didn't open a single present. Um, we had hibachi for dinner, and it was magical. You didn't open anything? What? So you didn't get anything? Yeah. No, I didn't get anything. Oh. I got I a blanket. I <laughs> yeah, I know. You told me. It was soft. Um, I, we do stockings, and uh, we that's it. That's horrible. And we didn't even get the stockings out this year. We just put them in plastic croaker bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough Christmas. And I love it. We weren't even going to do stockings. And then I was like, oh, God damn it. So I went out yesterday and bought stocking stuffers. And all it is is like junk food. Like I got them the like Nutella and pretzels dippers. And I got them a little um, Fortnite toy and... Just little snacky food things. So Noah didn't get anything for Christmas? He did from other people, but that's why I'm like, they get so much crap from everyone else. Right. And so we'll just do stockings. And then, like, over the summer, we take them on vacations. Like, every year we take them somewhere. Like, I was just down there with Noah, we with you. and I know, and I'm the uh, best Christmas present ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we had friendsgiving and then like we took them to the up and michigan and up to mackinac island and we've taken them other vacations all over the place so we'd rather spend the money and on experiences yeah you know i mean he was here though doing school too so i mean is it really an experience i mean yeah he still got to experience things you know homelessness speaking of Not which i have his Fortnite like journal what? here oh he did yeah i forget i kept forgetting to tell you that and i'm looking at it oh. right now so that's why I can't. <laughs> that's why i'm like okay I know. so anyway said anything to me about it <laughs> so anyways you made me watch this stupid freaking movie <laughs> um which i felt like it was an attack on myself uh <laughs> Fat guy. Yeah, I've never fired a shotgun, and neither I don't want to, at all. (laughs) But the movie, it's called Fat Gun. Fat Gun. Fat guy with a shotgun, and um, very very loosely horror. I I would say it's more. uh, Yeah. I I don't. I don't even know what I I, what to put it in as far as a genre. Church. It's like a churchy scare. Ish. I mean, nothing really happens, though, as far as the devil has to deal with it. Spoiler alert. Are they super, are they satanic? Remember, like Church of Satan? So, we'll get into it because there's a whole thing. 
there's a whole thing. Yeah. I couldn't At, figure out what denomination. Um Hollywood Satanism. Oh. Even though it was mm. filmed very cheaply and probably not in Hollywood. See, I just like to watch them. You're the film guy, so right. <laughs> I leave that part to you. There is that. So <laughs> it starts off with Lou, and Lou is in a mental institution. And or I think he I think he's in a mental institution. That's what it kind of feels like. It seems like. Because there's a doctor and and he's asking him how he feels. Right. And he's playing cards with himself because that's what you do in a mental institution. Every time I've ever went to one, it was never like that. But okay. Um, Lou cuts himself. That really has nothing else to do with the story, but (laughs) just want to put that in there. Lou is a cutter. And Lou will rule the world, is what he tells his doctor, or is his his doctor ask, How are you gonna rule the world? And he had a dream last night, Lou did. And it all started with a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here like, I wasn't in your dream, sir. So <laughs> in and the I'm dream, man, so. what I'm supposing is the dream, um, because the rest of the movie takes place intermittently while Lou is talking. So this whole thing's a dream. But... Um, so many levels. Right. So this movie takes place in West Virginia, which that speaks for itself. <laughs> but I was surprised at how many teeth there were being West Virginia. I know. And some of these good old country boys were very, very good looking. And I'm like, okay, I could, I could go with it. <laughs> yeah. There was one in particular that I was like, you know, I'm... <laughs> I almost feel dirty. Right. Like, I haven't had enough Mountain Dew out of a baby bubble for this, but um, I'm questioning. I had Mountain Dew earlier. I had two cans. Out of a baby bottle, though? No. Because no. I hear they put it in baby bottles over there in those See, hills. Um, not today. Yesterday, okay. maybe. But, yeah. All right. So, anyway. the movie kicks off with a prison van that breaks down, and there's an, a convict in the back, um, otherwise known as Fat Man, Fat Guy, whatever his <laughs> name is. I don't know if we ever really learn his name. Thought we did, but I can't remember right now. I think maybe John. I don't. I think you're right. So. I think yeah, you're right. It's John. John is in the back of this car or this van, and the car and the van breaks down, and these are one of them is a dirty cop, basically, and he was sent there <laughs> to fake this whole breaking down. So he could kill Fat Boy. Now I'm calling him Fat Boy. Any iterations of Fat Boy. This movie is very, very non-politically correct, as you can tell. Oh, God. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot in here. I'm like, did they just say that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the racist comments got me, like, very uncomfortable. (laughs) But, um, so the cop makes the guy get out. And he's like, you need to walk 20 feet and he's going to kill him and whatever because Ambrose wants him dead. So, of course, that's not what happens. And he ends up being able to take the gun and shoot the cop. Well, the other cop that was in the van with this cop was in the bushes pissing because that's what you do on a country road when the vehicle breaks down. Well, this cop had nothing to do with 
the whole plot to kill the convict. So the man lets him go. And we move to a scene where there is the, the county sheriff and his deputy who is in a cutoff T-shirt with his nipples exposed, and he's smoking something. Now, I've done a lot of drugs. This does not look like a pot pipe. This does not look like a meth pipe. I don't know what the hell he's smoking, but he's sitting there smoking a drug, and the a federal agent comes in, and the federal agent wants to try to find... That was a marshal first. The female uh, was a marshal. Yeah, federal marshal, whatever, whoever she is. She's the a U.S. marshal. She's a then U.S. marshal. Uh, okay, well, I I don't know. I don't know, as they say in this movie. So, <laughs> the U.S. Marshal. She's a total bitch. She's like the strong, independent one, you know? She's she don't to, need no man. She don't need no man, but she mm-hmm. does. No, she never has a man in this, actually. <laughs> but she's wanting help from this local law enforcement on finding fat guy with a shotgun. And then the FBI shows up, the two guys. There's a white guy and a black guy. And the sheriff looks at him and he goes, are y'all related? (laughs) And they're like, no relation. This comes back. This is like a running joke, like two or three times in the movie. They're not related. There's, what's up? Did you not realize why he says that? No. They have the same first and last name. Oh, do they? (laughs) Yes. I noticed that their names were Dwayne. Both of their names were Dwayne, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know the last name. I know, I know a white Dwayne and I know a black Dwayne. Now that I think about it, are yeah, they? They're I know related. White, I don't know any black Dwaynes, but no, the guys have the same first and last names. And the cop, uh, the hometown cop, like refuses to help the woman because she's a woman, and then um, he will help the marshals because they're men. So it's very sexist. Too. Yeah, I mean, that's West Virginia for you, though. Yeah, I mean, and then he starts calling the black guy, like, boy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets worse, though. Like, the racism yeah. in this movie gets so much worse. But the FBI shows up looking for... Hi. Looking for... Sorry. So my cat's in my field of vision, but you can't see him. But um, the FBI shows up looking for a kidnapped girl that has been gone for 48 hours and 17 minutes. Flash forward to another scene right after. It's really cut weird, and there's a lot of characters that you don't get a lot of information of ever. Um, And it's this couple. um, The guy comes in from work. What he does for work, I'm not quite sure. And the wife looks at him and says, I had to clean the playroom. You forgot to walk her today before you left this morning. And we find out that, of course, it's the girl that was kidnapped. And he says to his wife that he has to go and housebreak this girl. Well, there's a lot to unpack with that, which we'll unpack a little bit later. Yeah, that was... (laughs) These people are hillbilly as hell. The wife is... I was not expecting all of this So I picked this movie. The wife is like a robot. She's basically like a slave, which you also find out a little bit later why. So back to, we go back to the escape convict and he walks in on two guys that are talking about Ambrose 
who is the guy that wanted the convict dead. Ridiculous gunfight with <laughs> very bad effects. They're he kills horrible. a few of them. And one guy in particular, he's like the last one alive. And he holds, fat guy holds a shotgun up to his chest. And the guy's like, can I interest you in some primo meth? <laughs> Bang. <laughs> so in this movie, there's like, when they do blood effects, they just shoot the blood onto the screen with like, it's digital CGI, yeah. whatever. Anyway. Yeah, and it just, I don't understand why people even do that at all. I'd almost rather you like chuck a bucket of food coloring with water or and corn right. syrup or whatever. Like at a like a, a piece of glass with a camera behind it, yeah. like it's just horrible. Yeah, I, it's it's weird to me because some of the uh, actually all of the effects in this movie are horrible, horrible. But I mean, what can you expect with a title called Fat Guy? Actually, it's Fat Guy with a shotgun, hillbilly something. Um, yeah, at the end of the movie, prophecy. you see hillbilly prophecy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it's very much that. And you see why at the end. Yeah. So then he takes a shower and he has a flashback of him and his wife. And he got, when he got engaged and all this stuff. So basically you're thinking that he's, he's murdered his family at this point, And this is why he's a convict. Um, they were expecting a baby. So he's got a family or he had one. Right. So uh, I don't know. It's in black and white and it's very like in the arms of the angel. Yeah. Kind of bullshit. It just it jumps around. The movie itself just jumps around so much from the get go that I was like, wait, which part is present day? Right. Which because, like, there's a whole thing that the you find, Black and white's like in the future, and I'm like, this movie's too complex for me. I think you were <laughs> you were a little under the influence because I didn't get that. I thought it was the past. Oh no, I, I was sober. I was actually sober. So <laughs> we get back to Lou that's still in the mental institution, and he's talking with his doctor still, but he has a little devil on his shoulder literally and you find out that lou has dissociative identity or what you think is dissociative identity disorder and lou is short for lucifer did you catch that because yes, i did i had to <laughs> i have birds here at my house and they screech all day long so i had to have the speaking of <laughs> i said birds and they're screeching now um, they, I'd put on, seriously, I have not, they have not been doing this for the last hour. I can hear them and it's annoying I, me. Um, I, can't hear them that loud. I had to have the, the closed caption on for a little while in the living room. And finally I decided I'm going to watch it here in the office. But anyways, so this is how I found it. There's some of the information that it's very hard to hear. So I'm glad yeah, that I had it was, closed caption. It was caption. hard to hear some this, of it. Yeah. So Wait a minute. Oh, okay. So the federal agents, we go, it's every scene is like all these different people and the federal agents, or I'm sorry, the marshal, the, the U S marshal, 
questions the guard that was let go by Fat Man at the van. So he tells her the other guard was paid by someone to kill the convict. He gives all this information up. He killed the convicts at his prison. So he's considered dangerous because he killed convicts at the prison that he was at. And the U.S. Marshal was told by the prison that it was over a five-month period. And I think there was like eight, five guys, I'm sorry. Five guys like yeah. the restaurant. Have you ever had five guys? Uh, I don't like it. Why? Like the restaurant, no. But aside from that, two thumbs up. <laughs> or five. You know, uh, I haven't had five guys in one night. Um, in a week, I haven't had maybe. them in one night, but like a good span of 24 hours or so. Get checked. <laughs> I have been, thanks. But she, she's under the understanding that he killed five people over a span of months, and it was really just once in a shower, and he killed them with a bar of soap, which is horrifying to be killed yeah. with a bar of soap. But at least it's a clean kill. Like, there was so much blood. Yeah, he was like, there's so much blood. blood. He was, he had to handle so many packages, is what he says. Or like so many members. Or yeah, something. oh yeah, he says members, yes. It yeah. was, uh. Um, and you find out also in this conversation that Ambrose is the mayor of the city. Mm-hmm. So, there is the FBI agents, and they are talking to the grandma and grandpa of the girl that's missing and their names Arthur and Estelle and there was a break in at their house four days ago but the fucktard police (laughs) they keep calling them fucktards and the wife's like you can't say that and they then she was like you it's not their fault they're fucking fucktard idiots but anyways all these fucking people are so goddamn hillbilly it's not even funny. i love the grandparents those are my favorite they yes until the very end and it makes me very sad but yes they yeah. once again arthur the grandfather asked Dwayne and Dwayne if they're related and they're like no relation it, <laughs> like it's the stupidest joke ever I, I i got over it at that point um it's, it's worse than the changing shirt every scene right so <laughs> We go, yeah, oh, God, yeah. What was his name? Dan. Dan, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we go back to the, the, the couple that kidnapped the girl, and the man is talking to a dark priest, and this dark priest starts talking about this prophecy, and... They basically have kidnapped this girl as a sacrifice. Um, And they keep her in the barn, which I guess Mm -hmm. if you're going to kidnap someone, that's the way to go is put them in the barn. That's that's where I put them. Right. Well, I don't have a barn, nor do I have a basement. I don't know where the fuck I would keep anybody in this house. I have a basement. I I mean, I have underneath my house, but it's wide open. So I I don't know. I don't know where I'd put anybody I kidnapped. But the sheriff arrives, and so this is when you find out that the sheriff is in all of this. And sheriff, he also knows about the impending apocalypse, and basically they have to sacrifice this girl to start the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The sheriff found had sold his soul so he could live forever. And 
then you find then we I this movie there's so much in this movie that doesn't it just keeps going and going but then there's a group uh, I think two brothers and a sister and we find out that they're the expendables and what the expendables are are the ones that can go out and get fat guy with a shotgun yeah um so the sacrifice can go as planned because they're worried that the fat guy is going to interrupt the sacrifice. Um, all the accents are over the top, way over the top. There, she's like, "I can show you my tits," which their brother and sister, haha, funny joke of incestuism. But <laughs> then the FBI agents go to this woman's house. And it's so over the top, her accent. She's like, I do declare. What are you guys doing here? You're like, She did such a good job, though, <laughs> playing that character. She reminded... Who did she I remind loved me? it. I don't know. You probably haven't watched it. But um, I was telling you about this show that was on TV um, called Filthy Rich. And it has Kim Cattrall in it, and it takes place here in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. It got canceled. It got. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. <laughs> but they, the accent that this woman has at times is what Kim Cattrall was doing in this fucking show, and it was just so over the top. But I don't know. It was over the top, but I loved it, and I loved her fake-ass wig. <laughs> It was exact. She looked exactly like the girl, the uh, Kim Cattrall in the show. Like it, she like did. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. <laughs> and I, I was know. like, I why was it. that show canceled? But the, so we find out this is this is Mrs. Ambrose, and the FBI is the questioning mayor's, the mayor's mother. The mayor's mother, who and looks like she's maybe forty-five. Like Do what? Yeah, no, she should be like seventy something. Right. So yeah, and she looks like thirty <laughs> something. So yeah, so the mayor is the guy that kidnapped the girl, the older guy, which he's in his like fifties. Mm-hmm. The dark priest is the brother of him, who looks like he's maybe in his forties, and then oh yeah, we'll go. We'll I don't want to ruin it yet. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait. So, <laughs> Mr. Ambrose, she tells them, because they want to talk to Mr. Ambrose. Well, Mr. Ambrose is nowhere around. And she was like, when he comes back, it's going to be a burning time in this city. So, I'm looking around this woman's room as she's talking to the FBI guys. And then I noticed it in every other room. The wallpaper... Is like a shower curtain. They're like, yeah, oh, we need to find this pattern. Scene. Every wallpaper, every wall is some sort of shower curtain. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that makes sense because a lot of shower curtains have a special print. So it's like they went and found the shower curtain. They're like, I need to cover this with the whole wall. So they got like multiple shower curtains. Yeah, it was either shower curtains or that contact paper you put in the bottom. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it had, like, air bubbles. Yeah, so. But it was so that, that we could they could film in, like, one house and not have to change scenes, and they could just take it down and up. <laughs> so then the FBI guys 
FBI agents leave. Dwayne and Dwayne. And for some reason. No relation. No relation. Um, for some <laughs> reason, this woman has a gay human slave that she has collar. Like a pet. Like a pet. And I want one. Mama wants the FBI guys dead. And she wants her human slave to gather some innocence so she can bathe in their blood because it keeps her young. So it keeps going. This fucking movie just keeps going. So Ms. Federal Agent is doing research. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Not Ms. Federal Agent. Miss U.S. U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. See, I just kept saying federal agent. Is doing research about the convicted convict. And, oh, my gosh, my cat is talking to me. <laughs> this is my, my my human slave. Her name's Fiona. <laughs> She's a cat, though. So, Miss um, U.S. Marshall is doing research about her convict, and she's listening to an interview, and basically he he's talking about the time that he was in war and that he was the sole survivor of his group. I don't know what, what – I don't know. But basically he – he feels guilty because they were all starving to death except him. He never lost weight because he's a fat guy, you know? So mm-hmm. he fed, I can relate. Right. Um, <laughs> he fed one of his people his rations, and this guy ate so much that his stomach exploded, and he feels guilty about this. Well... Somehow, the U.S. Marshal, from all this information, gathers that he was in World War II. I didn't hear any of that, but she was like, World War II? How old is he? Yeah, I was able to piece it together and understood it, but I can't think of what it was that triggered that for me. She was able to trace it back with, like, there was a backstory more than just that, like, there was right. his name and all this too. Yeah, I didn't. But I, yeah, it was, he was in World War Two. It was the forties or something. Yeah, it was weird. But then he talks about. Oh wait, this is how she figured it out. So he talks about. He spent his life in workhouses and foster homes, and workhouses are like um, I was going to say prisons, like factories. And he said at the age mm-hmm. of six, he was working in a shoe yes. factory. Which, yes. if this is the United States and not Cambodia or some third world country, then that was when that would take place. Okay, yeah. But then the FBI agents come into the into the room while she's doing all this research, and then a recording of Mama, the who should be seventy years old, comes on, and. Basically, this is where you find out that these people live forever because they are immortal. So then (laughs) this is where the closed captioning came in that was fucking hilarious. The next scene, the fat guy, this homeless man, he doesn't look homeless, um, leaves his belongings sitting there, and the fat man steals them. But as he's like... Doing the tool belt, he finds like um, duct tape and a, and a oh. few other things, and he's he puts the belt on. But 
The closed captioning says daunting hero, or I'm sorry, daunting music, a hero is born. <laughs> and I was like, um, that's not what closed captioning is for. <laughs> but at least we know that a hero is born. Okay, so that's the moment that he becomes a hero. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 no. no. Okay, no time so, stamp on that. <laughs> no time stamp, sorry. Okay. Um, but then two expendables, you see two of the people that were expendable are chatting. Mm-hmm. And they are talking about Fat Man and finding Fat Man. Well, Fat Guy shows up. And they talk for a second and they're they're like, are you Ambrose and blah, blah, blah. Well, come to find out this is the new breed of the Ambrose crew. And yeah, they're like, I'm Ambrose. I'm, we're both Ambrose. Yeah, like this is some like white trash trailer park shit oh that happens in, was... in dive bars in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then right away, Fat Man shoots his shotgun right through the stomach of this man and kills him. He smokes, he takes a puff of a cigarette though, which he it does. would be me. <laughs> that would be I'm like I'm gonna die but I need this last puff um but then the girl gets away and this ghost boy like it was like him as a kid yeah I guess I think that was him because as he, a kid working in the shoe factory gotcha see I see you're so smart sometimes <laughs> I just said I just said the ghost of a young child from the 40s um, points her location out to him and he goes and the woman has an axe and before she can even do anything with the axe he shoots her hand off. I don't know her what mannequin. her mannequin like, hand. Yeah, it's just like Lamageddon. Like yeah. Or something. Yeah, I don't the even know. shocker. Ew. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> so so then she gets away still. She's running. Does, wait. Yeah, she gets away, but we don't ever see him kill her. I just realized that. I thought, I don't remember. But let me just say, okay, the way she was holding that axe, I've held an axe. Those things are heavy. Have you ever held an axe? I have a hatchet. They're, they're decently heavy. She was holding it like it was nothing. Well, have you seen Titanic? Have you seen that bullshit? Uh, I haven't watched that in a while. Um, it's absolutely horrifying. It's a little too, a little too graphic for me. <laughs> the Titanic is too graphic. Like yes, when the guy hits graphic. the propeller. It's my favorite I love part. That part. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, the cat's so then while he's chasing this girl, you hear Lou, Lucifer talking about putting his child in foster care and i just actually made sense of this note that i made for the rest of the movie (laughs) but he goes he was death so i put him in foster care and then the hillbilly cops of this county are looking for the fbi agents and the u.s marshal as megan likes to say and that's her position in the movie what's it called that's her cat role there that's a role in the movie yeah. Well, it doesn't matter really. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Because 
It doesn't matter. Nothing in this movie fucking matters. <laughs> it's a bunch of crazy shit. So the hillbilly cops of this city, this county, whatever it is in West Virginia, um, are outside. Parish. What? Parish. Parish. No, it's in West Virginia. It'd be a holler if anything. Dollar if you holla. Um, but the black guy looks out the window, the black, um, the black Dwayne. And he goes, it looks like a clan rally out there. And indeed it does. <laughs> and then it was. And then of course, all the white people of this town, the sheriff's office, which also includes an emo lesbian girl. Um, just op- like open fire on this building and none of them get hit. And fat man decides to show up and the, FBI agents decide that they're going to go outside and have a shootout with these these fucking rednecks. And the ghost boy shows up, which is now an actual person, because she saves him from getting shot, which didn't make sense. None of this movie makes sense. Actually, honestly, that, none of this movie makes sense. The thing, okay, so the thing about the ghost boy getting saved, like, nobody else fucking saw this kid. Only she saw this kid. And then, like, where the fuck did he go? Well, and, like, there's a guy. There's a ghost man that you don't see his face. He's dressed in a suit. Like, yeah. taps her on her shoulder while there's fucking bullets flying and shit. And, okay. and takes the child. He's like, I got him. I'll keep him safe. Okay. And then at this specific scene, okay, I've never played paintball, but my fiance and then my kids all go and play paintball. And... I've seen pictures, blah, blah, blah. That's paintball. They're at right. a paintball thing because she's hiding behind this, like, plywood cornered thing. <laughs> and, like, that's a paintball shield. Right. And they're legitimately shooting paintballs at each other. So, supposedly, <laughs> she's also staying at a motel, which is not – it's not a motel. It's, like, a shed. It's, like, somebody's garage because she, yeah. too, also has right. the shower curtain fucking wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, contact paper, whatever it is. But the th- but it's go just so nonsense with the shooting and the ghost boy with the man with no face, and I'm just like, I'm watching it completely sober, and I'm like, what? Well, on top of it too. So there was like maybe eight hillbillies, and there was three of them. So there was the two Dwayne's and her, which I don't know her name either. U.S. Marshal is her name. Homely lady. Um, but all but three of them got killed. All three uh, of the hillbillies, but then, like, they all just decide to stop shooting, and the hillbillies are like, they see the fat guy, and he, they're like, "Well, he can't hit us from here." And the guy, the fat guy, throws an axe and kills one of them. Yeah. So. That scared him off. That scared him off. It did. That's what made him all run away. They're like, oh, no, I'm not fucking with this. Right. So then the agent's like, lets the fat guy go because she knows now that he is useful to this whole thing and decides to say, I'm going to Ambrose's house. And he was like, I'll meet you there. Like, it's some sort of weird fucked up date. And... (laughs) 
then we go back to the Ambrose house for the scene where the dark priest is with the missing girl where he is touching her inappropriately as they do in these movies. And well, see at first it was that like she was supposed to be a virgin. And so they weren't allowed to touch her like that. See, I see. I got so confused. I got so confused in this scene. She was pleading to God as one does when they're tied up in a barn. (laughs) He cuts off her bra titties, you know, titties. And then he says, my father was banished by your father. And this is when you find out that daddy Ambrose is the devil. Yeah. And he was banished by God, which is the story of the Bible. Not the yeah, whole Bible. Like Satan fell. Right. Fallen angel. Lucifer, fallen angel. Yeah. You also find out that all of the brothers are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And the dark yes. priest is the black horse, which is famine. Mm-hmm. And then he's singing about sheaves. I don't, I really honestly, I'm not religious enough to completely understand any of this scene other than the devil stuff. Which, yay! But he's singing about the sheaves. <laughs> well, he's that's that's a church song. Um, I don't remember it right now, but I recognize the song when he was singing it. But at first, that girl's supposed to be a virgin. It was supposed to be a virgin sacrifice, and then with all of what was going on, he came to the realization. Because at first, the two brothers, the mayor and the dark priest, were talking about, "No, brother, you can't with that." Because she needs to be a virgin, we can't right. partake in all of this. And then it turned into, well, my brother's not here, and this isn't really going to turn out how we want it to because of this fat guy with a shotgun. So and they fuck so her? He was like, huh? So did they fuck her? I don't... Um, he, he married her. That was his marriage. Oh, thing. yeah, and he did that little magical thing to her stomach where she'll, she'll never be satisfied in hunger and yes. makes her eat the powder shit. Yes. Okay. Got it. And so, yes. And then also what happens at the end too? He did that to her. Gotcha. Yeah. That'll Mm -hmm. come back. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. And so that all went on. And so that's why he kept calling her later on my bride. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm following now. See, I literally just watched this and I, I literally have no fucking idea what's going on. Like it, I know it was weird. Um, and then it moves directly to the dark priest going back to inside to the mayor's house where he asked to fuck his wife, pretty much, and he was like, "That's my wife." And then the FBI agents and the U.S. marshal show up, and they're like, "You ain't got a warrant." And she was like, "I'm pretty sure that this woman is here," and of course she is because. They're all satanic. And that's not right. What? Yeah. Some Satanists are nice people. Okay. So just a disclaimer. I consider myself a Satanist. No hate on the Satan. No hate. No, they're good people. That's none of us sat. Well, I'm not going to say none of us because I don't, I don't, I can't speak for the entire religion. Bad apples in every bunch. Right. Like Megan and her family. I'm agnostic. Stop it. Well, are you are you the bad apple in your family though? 
oh, I'm just a bad apple, but I'm agnostic. My family's full of fucked up people. Are your family religious? Did you grow up religious? Yeah. I see. I I, I didn't. That's part I of mean, the problem. The only, <laughs> that's all my problems. Um, It was weird because, like, when I was with, like, staying with my mom, there was a family of Pentecostals, a family of Pentecostals, um, and basically so my parents could, like, my mom and my stepdad could get away, they would um, let them babysit us, and we went to church with them one time, and it was the most horrifying experience of my entire <laughs> life. No hate on Pentecostals, but your church is scary as hell. They were, like, talking in tongues and, like, falling on the ground and shit. It was absolutely horrifying. Mm -hmm. I grew up as a lazy Catholic being an Oh, see, I didn't know you were Catholic. No, I'm not. A lazy Catholic. It's Lutheran. Oh. See, my dad always said that we were Lutheran, but we never went to a Lutheran church. Uh, We never went to church. We went to... I went to a Lutheran church all throughout childhood growing up. And then as an adult, I learned I was baptized Methodist. I was like, see, I don't think, I I don't think I was baptized. I was baptized. I didn't get Noah baptized because I was like, "Mm, yeah, that's weird. That's not my business. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think drowning babies in the blood of It's also just not, is your cat playing in the litter box again? Yes. You can hear that. Yeah, I can hear Jude playing with turds. I apologize to everyone that is listening to my cat play in the toilet. But <laughs> so the the wife takes the agents around to look for this girl and there she's not found. I don't know how the fuck she wasn't found because she's right there. Um and hang on, my notes, my notes. Of course, the fat man arrives to seek vengeance. To seek vengeance. Um, and then another shootout ensues. And fat man kills the mayor. Says some shit about the Bible. And obviously, if you, if you haven't figured it out, um, fat man is the brother of these the, the priest and... Ambrose. Ambrose uh, is the last name. So yeah. He uh, uh, whatever. He's an Ambrose. Okay. He's an Ambrose. And he was the son that Lou, Lucifer, put up for adoption. Remember, he was death. So the agents free the girl after the mayor's is gone. Um, is dead, excuse me. And then Fat Man also shot the priest in the face, but the priest got away. And he follows the priest to the grandparents' house of this woman, of the woman that was kidnapped. And in the process, poor Estelle, with her machine gun, was shot in the head. R.I.P. So to Estelle. Oh, I love Estelle. And the girl... Oh, The grandmother, not the grandmother, Jesus, the granddaughter. I'm asking Jesus for help (laughs) for this movie. Um, The granddaughter, after I just said that I'm a Satanist, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, desperation. So the girl's like, 
I have the fat guys there. Obviously, the agents show up. The U.S. marshal shows up. Wait, no, one of the FBI agents did die. I believe. I think so. I don't know. There was a lot of carnage at the end of this movie. It was a lot of carnage, yeah. And the girl goes to eat a cookie that's covered in blood because that's what you do. And she's like, I'm so hungry. And it's turning into dust because everything that she eats is going to turn to dust and she'll never be satisfied. And the fat guy says, I can fix this, but you have to come with me. And the grandfather's like, no, you can't take her. And then all of a sudden he changes his mind very quickly. And he's like, if my granddaughter trusts him, I trust him. And Well, I think the reason that he changed his mind was because he realized that his granddaughter was pregnant with mm-hmm. the spawn of that priest. Wait, uh, was she pregnant? Yes. Okay, well... See, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Cause she lifts up her stomach, and it's a little bit of a bump, and it starts to glow. Got you. Okay. So well, it's like so they're gonna take her for an abortion. <laughs> yeah. A satanic abortion. An abortion. That's that's the sequel. The abortion. The abortion. So then the dark priest goes to his mama, which is also fat guy's mama, and. She thinks that he's lying to her, which I can't really remember what the lie was, but she makes her human slave smack him in the face, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. I love it. I want one of those. And basically she's like, I'm going to make him make, make you, um, his name was Buford. Her slave, her human slave's name was Buford. And (laughs) she's told, tells her son, the dark priest that she's going to make him, Buford's play toy, but then she's like, there's things even a mother couldn't do, and whatever. But then she tells the priest and demands that she call, or he call her brother, his brother, blah, blah, blah. And guess who it is? The fourth horseman. War. And the man is literally in the middle of a shootout as as this movie should have been called shootout and just fucking that's uh, there's so many shootouts in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it was called fat guy with a shotgun. So I guess that, that covers it all, but there was multiple yeah. types of guns in this, but you find out the brother um, is war and then the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm so hoping there's more. I really hope not. This movie was too oh, much. This movie was more. so much, so much. I loved it. I have decided you're never picking a movie ever again. Like Lama got recommend it. It was horrible. It was so. This movie was an hour and thirty minutes too long. (laughs) (laughs) It was ninety two minutes long, so you only would have watched two minutes. Yes. (laughs) Possibly the credits, just the credits. I. I don't. I came into it as a horror movie, and it's really not a horror movie. To me, it was more like a hillbilly western. <laughs> um, yeah. My my takeaways from this, there wasn't enough meth in the movie for it to be realistically hillbilly. <laughs> like, the actors didn't do enough meth? Right. Or... Um, okay. <laughs> I didn't do enough meth to watch this movie. Like, it, Fair enough. It was just... I, I, I don't ever... I don't 
I don't ever want to. You know, think about this. Movie I would have thought that you would have mentioned as a smoker yourself. The you would have appreciated the fact that they didn't waste cigarettes. You like in they the last didn't. movie, they didn't because Lou had one behind his ear, right? And they specifically would light a new one when they would start a scene, right? And even if they messed up, they kept that scene in there because they used a cigarette. See, I didn't even honestly, I I didn't really pay attention to his smoking. I did, however, no. the only time I realized really honestly noticed anybody smoking was when the guy got shot in the stomach with a shotgun and he still had to yeah. take a puff of a cigarette. Yeah. Which, by the way, then, that scene, um, the effects on that scene were completely fucking stupid as well. This this movie is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry if you were. All the scenes are so stupid. It's horrible. Uh, some of it. these people were really good actors. Not, I wouldn't yeah. say really good. They were okay actors. Um, Fat Guy was good. Um, the U.S. Marshal was good. Um, he was great. E- even though the mama was over completely done, I thought it was hilarious. But this movie fucking sucked. I hated everything about this movie. I'm never going to watch it again. I don't want a sequel. If, I swear to God, if there's a sequel, you can watch it by yourself and we ain't ever discussing it. <laughs> no, because it was absolutely horrifying. Uh, Lee bad. If the... <laughs> If the person that played the mama was the intention was to go over the top, she did a fantastic job. If that was not the intention, then, then she's a horrible oh actress. <laughs> she had to have been intentionally doing that because I loved it. And I cannot imagine some of the characters. If you've ever seen house of a thousand corpses. Yes. Or, um, what was the second movie called? My brain just gave out devil's rejects devil's rejects. So it was kind of like that. But on a budget of ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, and so, your your prop closet is Walmart. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Like every every. I just hated it. I have nothing else to say. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> no. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you were part of the production of this movie. You can hate on me on Twitter, which is also at Abso. A B S O H O R R pod (laughs) (laughs) on Twitter. And you can attack me all you want, but this movie fucking sucked balls. It took me literally three days to watch it. (laughs) If that tells you anything. Oh my God. Get down. My cat is up here trying to be a part of this thing. Anyways, thank you, Megan, for joining me. I'm glad. Um, not, I'm not glad that you made me watch this movie, but it's always nice talking to you and having you a part yes, of this. Thank you for having Megan will be back again soon, I am sure. And yes. happy New Year's, everyone. Um, because I don't think we will have an episode until after it'll be 2021. Um, yes, fuck off 2020. Right. Um, if only the apocalypse <laughs> would have happened in this fucking movie. <laughs> Anyways, stay back after the shotgun. Keep creepy, everyone, and we will see you or hear from you or speak to you next time.